Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. If you wanted to turn there with me, it's a common portion of scripture that we've read many times in your hearing. And I, I invite you to incline not just your natural ear this morning, but I wonder if you would open that spiritual ear that God has given you. And if you would be careful to listen to what the spirit of the Lord is speaking into your life. How many of the faith comes by hearing? And hearing by the word of God. So that building block of what God wants to do in our lives is beginning right now. Don't miss it. Tap your neighbor say, don't miss it. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, he frames this moment with this question. He said, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? He engages them. He, he gets their attention. I'm wondering if he paused maybe just like he did, I'm doing right now to kind of allow them to filter into the moment, to kind of settle into the environment of where they were, but to hear his voice clearly. Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? He doesn't want their minds to be a million miles away. It's a call for their attention. They say, well, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And when he knows that he finally has their attention, he's got them focused, he's dialed, they, they're dialed in, they're, they're geared for what he's ready to say, what he's about to deliver. He says unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Because the Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the most speaks, so we can reiterate or comment. We can respond with somebody else's idea or what somebody else says all day long and it it doesn't give us an indication of who we are or what we are. But he said, whom say ye that I am? What what comes off of your lips? What, What does your tongue declare? And it's in that moment that Simon Peter answered and he said, thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. I I don't think it was just like some pondering moment of thou art the Christ. I think it was something that welled up inside of what we know it was because Jesus said, blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed. It was a revelation. Anyone ever had a revelation where it was like, whoop? I mean, all of a sudden, you just woke up in the supernatural where all of a sudden you just sat up in the spirit realm where you said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you see that? Did you hear that? Did you did you get an understanding of that? That, that went beyond your logic. It went past your understanding and something in your spirit resonated with the word that was spoken and there was a revelation that occurred. Something woke up. Something stood up in your spirit and said, I recognize that. I ah, The very inner core of who you are that God created aligned itself with the creator and a revelatory moment happened. I'm wondering anybody ever have that happen? That's when faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. It was that word that someone had deposited in Simon Peter's spirit. It was that word that parents had had pushed into his soul. That, that word that he had heard sitting in the synagogues and hearing the people just. Just, just uh, discuss the word of God over and over again. All of a sudden, 
All those prophetic promises came flooding in to this very moment in Caesarea Philippi. And when Jesus asked that question, but whom say ye that I am? Something stood up in Peter's spirit. I, I feel it standing up in the room. I feel it resonating in the room this morning. I feel it happening in the pew right now. Whom do you say that I am? That when it happened, it said that Peter said, Thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. That question would become the catalyst for the birth of the church. It would be this moment that would stand Peter up on the day of Pentecost to preach the Acts 2 message to the group of unbelievers that would become believers that have assembled in Jerusalem. It was that truth that would resonate in Peter's spirit that would give him the courage to stand and say repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because he wasn't just reiterating something somebody else said he wasn't just rehearsing a promise that someone else had reminded him about it was a revelation that happened in his spirit and when you get a revelation of who Jesus is God begins building something in your life God begins building something in your spirit that it just come it's going to come back to help you over and over and over again we're talking about the Christ the anointed one the bondage breaker the yoke destroyer that God is at work in the room this morning and I believe that God is going to do that kind of work in 2021 I just need a, a few believers that would reason together with me and say I found them to be faithful I found them to be true his word settled forever Father, I'm so thankful for what we feel as a witness in this room this morning. Don't let us speak by our own ability. God, don't let us speak from our own pool of knowledge. I ask that you would quicken our mind. God, allow our tongue to declare your truth this morning, I pray. But not just here. I pray in the heart of every believer. That witness that we're feeling, that back and forth that's happening in the supernatural realm. Come on, I wish someone would just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, it's a brand new year. It's a threshold that we're stepping over where where someone someone said it this morning I don't ever want church to be the same I, I don't ever want it to be the way it's been I don't ever want to go back to the way it was I, I need a brand new focus I need a brand new touch I need the anointing to rest on my life this morning is that person here somewhere you prayed that prayer already I, I, I think you're here and God's saying I heard you and I'm ready to do the work would you shout amen and clap hands to the Lord as you're seated this morning. Thank you for your kind attention. <clears throat> Thou art the Christ. All of the word that Peter had heard came together in that moment. All the lessons that he had been taught by his parents 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Resonated in his spirit. All of a sudden, he connected the dots. This is more than just a prophet. This is more than just a man. This is more than someone with powerful words or teaching. It's true. No one ever had taught like him. But now, when the question was brought to him, who do you say that I am? Something resonated in Peter's spirit that he had to declare. He couldn't hold it back. Anyone ever had a moment like that? where you just couldn't hold it back any longer, where all of a sudden the spirit began to well up inside of you and you couldn't contain it. It was a well of living water springing up within your soul that moment. I I just want to remind somebody about what it's like in times like that. I may have told it before. I I remember that that, uh, when we were younger, you know, when you danced in the Holy Ghost, can I come down here? Are you guys going to get... I see everybody grabbing their tripods, loosening knobs so they can follow me around. I'm going to stay right here. I realize I got the most normal view in the house. If I turn around, that's a mess. So you guys are all adapting to that. I just step back into normal. Y'all look great. I see a few lines here. But can I just remind us Uh, about the times when the Spirit of the Lord begins to well up in us and we can't contain it. The times when the Holy Ghost begins to move and and your natural man responds to that supernatural touch. When, When the supernatural part of you all of a sudden gets what it's been looking for, it hasn't been able to find it in the world, it hasn't been able to find it in a TV show, it hasn't been able to find it in a movie. Uh, uh, That's the new spiritual experience, by the way, for many people. I'm not saying that should be for the church. Thank God for fasting. Thank God for everything we've been talking about. But, but when that supernatural touch of God begins to minister and to move, there is a part of you that that is who you really are. That's who, that's who really lives forever. And so your natural man, yeah, that we, we're, we're going to deny ourselves a little bit in the Daniel fast, but we're all going to fare fine. We've done this before. We may have lost a couple pounds. We may have crucified the flesh a time or two. But there's something about when you die to your flesh, but you allow your spirit man to grow. There's something, and that's why in a moment like this, that that when the Holy Ghost begins to move, we just kind of say, I don't know what we all had in store, but, but we just need to pause and let the presence of God have his way because all of a sudden, maybe for the first time in a week or in a few weeks, the power and the presence of God is ministering to somebody and they're taking a long drink of living water that they can't get anywhere else. That's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about a moment like that. And that part of you responds. There's a part of you that opens up and says, God, would you do it in me? In those moments, it's, it's, it's hard to contain them. I, I remember when I was just a kid, back in the day, we, you know, you had to basically, if you danced in church, you better make sure it was in the Holy Ghost. You know, we, we heard the stories about people dancing in and around music instruments and and I've watched that happen. I, I've watched Tony Mancino. He's a pastor in Pittsburgh. I watched him on the platform of, of, of St. John in the church there that, that he just danced in the Holy Ghost and he went around speakers and wires and he wasn't looking down. His eyes were completely shut and, and he just was led by the Spirit of God. That still happens because you begin to move in the spirit realm. I've also been there when people ran into the pillars of churches. 
I was intimately there when I fell right off the platform. So I've been on both sides of that equation. But back in the day, you, I remember that if you were gonna if you were gonna dance in the Holy Ghost, you better make sure it was in the Holy Ghost. And I remember just standing there, and I didn't want to not do it. I didn't want to be disorderly. I didn't want to. I didn't want to dance in it, not be God. And I remember just literally standing there shaking until the Holy Ghost literally moved me off my feet. And I did that little jig. I was maybe 10 or 12 years old. I can't remember how old I was. But I remember feeling like that's the power of God touching in my life. That's something that I need. That's, that's that anointing, that, that refreshing, that supernatural spirit that just kind of lifts us up. Has anybody else ever felt that before? That's what we're talking about. That when Peter, that, that when he had that revelation, he said, Thou! Art the Christ. We still need a revelation of that today. It's the word that brings that power, that anointing. The power of that moment is captured and scriptured for us to see not only what God was doing in his disciples, but it was a, a template for what he was going to do. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. Peter, you've got that revelation, but this is just the beginning. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God was, was something that wouldn't just kind of get Peter through that day. It wasn't just going to get him through that moment, but that revelation was going to carry him through moments where he failed. It was going to carry him through moments where he, where he denied the Lord three times. It's going to carry him through moments when Christ dies on the cross and he's buried in an empty tomb. It's going to carry him through moments like that. He, he's not going to question it. He, he, he may be discouraged about it. He may be disappointed. He may have failed himself, but God never failed him. God was just working the plan out God was just continuing the plan and so we we do read that that Peter is there he's there when when he goes to the tomb why because he still has that revelation stuck in his head thou art the Christ the son of the living God I'm talking about a revelation this morning that will carry you through some bad times I'm talking about a revelation that will carry you through years like 2020 I'm talking about a revelation that regardless of what comes your way you stand back up on your feet and said you know what we may have fallen a couple times but if we stay on the ground that's nothing but failure but if I get back up and I walk into the purpose and the plan and the mind of God then we're going to get to experience the greatness of God and you'll do that when you have that revelation that thou art the Christ the son of the living God that anointing that will carry you through those moments we we need a revelation of who he is we need a revelation that he is the anointed one we need to bury our head in this book and stay there until we come up with a fresh revealing of who Jesus is. If there's anything that you do in, in 2021, excuse me, look at my finger, I'm sorry. It's like, I know everyone just panicked. Watch that mic from now on. You're going to miss the message. I may have just done it for you. But when you have that revelation of who he is, it's going to carry you. And when you get in the word of God, something begins to happen. The reason that Peter could make that declaration was because there had been a deposit in his spirit of the word. And when it came time to do the withdrawal, it was there to withdraw. 
It was there that when Jesus began to say, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? That, that Peter wasn't just kind of grasping at straws. He wasn't pulling the dusty book off the shelf and saying, oh, let me just figure this out. I don't know. All of a sudden, everything came together. And the word, the written word became living word. The word that he had read, the word that had been read to him, the word that had been communicated to him, all of a sudden took on flesh and blood right in front of him. And he said, thou art the Christ. You are. That's who you are. Can I tell you what's, unst- Peter was unstoppable after that. He failed. He, he, he faltered. He had, he had difficult times. He had rough times. But, but let me tell you, Peter was the one standing up on the day of Pentecost preaching the word. Why? Because he had a revelation of who Jesus was. Church, I'm talking about what God is wanting to do in CCC this year. He's wanting to build us. And the B and build stands for believe. Someone say B is for believe. B is for belief. We're, we're talking about belief this morning. How, how that if God can just allow his word to settle in our spirit, something is going to resonate. There'll be a part of you that rises up and says, that is what I believe. And the reason we've got to get into the word of God, I encourage you, please find a Bible reading program that will allow you to read through the entire book this year. I was waiting on an amen there. Find a Bible reading reading program that even when you don't feel like it. Set a reminder up on that smartphone for those days when you're dumb. Set up an email notification to say, did you read the book yet today? Because something happens when you digest the word of God in your spirit. When you eat the word of God, it becomes a part of you. And when it becomes a part of you, in the moment when you need it most, the word is going to rise up and begin to speak for you. The word that you need the most is going to rise up and propel you. The word that you need the most is going to lift you up on your feet and put you on the right path. It's going to direct you in the day that's darkest. It's going to direct you in the most difficult season. Get the word word on the inside of you get the word on the inside of you because it will bring you life Jesus told them he he said search the scriptures John 5 39 for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me he said that word he said search the scriptures search the scriptures because the scripture the word of God is going to bring strength in your being the word of God is going to bring you light to dark days and paths. The word of God will do that. Someone shout amen. amen. It, was, it was Philip that was preaching. Philip was the evangelist in the New Testament. And I'll move quickly. Philip was the evangelist in the New Testament. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority and the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all of her treasure, very influential guy, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. And he was returning. And it must have been a moment where, where he just kind of paused and said, I, got, I can't go any further until I get what the scripture is saying. 
I can't go any further until I understand. He, he's trying to, to bring parody to what he's just done, to what he's reading. He's, he just came to Jerusalem to worship, and, and he's observed everything that's happened there. He, he's watched everybody go through their religious moments and rituals, but he's on his way back. He's, he's probably heard about this Jesus, the Messiah. He's heard about this New Testament church. He's heard about outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and he's trying to figure out how in the world do I experience what they have. How do I experience what they've occurred? And he's searching the scriptures. He's reading. And God's not going to leave somebody like that alone. He's sitting there and he's reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And the Bible says that Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. And then he said, he, he just kind of gets right in his socially distanced space. Get the picture. The Ethiopian eunuch is in his own chariot, and this guy runs up and says, do you understand what you're reading? He's tapping on the window, and the guy rolls down his window. He's like, can I help you? And he said, yeah, I heard you're reading Isaiah. Do you understand what you're reading? There was hunger in that Ethiopian eunuch that he had stopped and paused and now he was searching the scripture. And the Bible says that, that if you'll search the scripture, they're going to testify of him. And, and God wasn't going to leave somebody searching like that alone. So he sends Philip to that car. He sends Philip to that chariot and he finds him and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And Philip's like, well, that's why God's got me here. Come on up. Sit with me. Get your mask on. Let's go. The place of the scripture where, which you read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb, dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who should declare his generation for his life was taken from this earth? And the Ethiopian eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? What is he saying? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, listen, and preached unto him Jesus. You know why Philip could preach Jesus? Because Philip had taken some time to get to know Jesus. Philip had spent some time in the presence of Jesus. Philip had spent some time and, and heard this Word made flesh, unpack the word for him. And now he begins to deliver the word to this Ethiopian eunuch and he preaches. He doesn't preach him some, uh, some deep theological study of Isaiah. He says, let me tell you what Isaiah was talking about. Isaiah was talking about Jesus. Isaiah... Isaiah was speaking about Jesus. Isaiah was discussing Jesus. Isaiah couldn't help but talk about Jesus. It's the prophet that declares this, this promise that would come in the name of Jesus. He began to preach unto him Jesus. And as they went their way, they came unto a certain water. And the Ethiopian said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest, someone say believe. 
If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Someone say, believe. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. Come on, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the building block of what God begins with. It's belief. That's where God starts. That's how God begins this whole thing. It starts with belief. But church, it's got to start with us. It's got to start with believers who believe that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. It starts with a group of believers that said, you know what? Everything that God promised. I believe it. Would you tap your neighbor and just tell him, I believe it. It started with the Ethiopian eunuch. And, and he says, hold on you got to stop the chariot. There's, there's a reason because that, that word of Isaiah leaned over into the New Testament. And, and Philip couldn't help but say, you know what? Everything that Isaiah preached about, everything that Isaiah preached about can be found in Jesus. Read the entire book. You're going to find the fulfillment of it in this man named Jesus. And so he, at that point, the, the chariot comes to a screeching halt, and Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch get in the water, and he's buried in the name of Jesus. Why? Because that's a part of the promise of fulfillment, and that's what happens when people believe. And everyone says, well, yes, we all need the Ethiopian eunuchs that are, that are believers. Let me tell you what else we need. We need Philips that are, that are already believers that are willing to declare what we believe. Because when we declare what we believe, that's when God begins to build the church. It doesn't just happen from this pulpit. It happens from your pew. It happens from your car seat. It happens in your house. It happens in your workplace. It happens in every job that you're a part of, who you talk with, your neighbors, your neighborhood. That's where it happens. With believers. And if God is going to build the church that we believe he's going to build. Come on, we, we've had our world shaken a little bit this year. Because we haven't been able to assemble like normal. But could it be that God is wanting us to get shaken up a little bit so the church leaves the building and gets out into the community? Come on, we preached about it. We talked about it all last year. God, God's saying, don't, don't re retract from all of that now. Now that we're comfortable... Now that we're back in our space, I think God's shaking us up because he's wanting us to know the building isn't the church. You're the church. So believer, be the church. Be the one that finds the eunuch that's looking. Be the one that finds the one that's searching. Be the one that says, ah, oh, let me tell you a little bit. And regardless of where they are in this scripture, it doesn't matter if it's Genesis all the way through to Revelation. You can say, ah, oh, I know what they're talking about there. They're talking about Jesus. They're talking about Jesus. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall take up, sorry, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall accidentally take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing accidentally, it shall not hurt them. Here, hear us. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now be careful here because we're not talking about signs. We're not just talking about uh, we're not just talking about these great benefits that come along with you know we're we're not trying to com compare Blue Cross plans. 
about what happens in the supernatural realm. Well, what do you got in your plan? What comes with your plan? I might shift over, I might shift over to the Pentecostal group because it sounds like it's a better plan. That's not what we're talking about. But a wicked and an adulterous generation seeketh a sign, and no sign shall be given it. So don't seek the sign. But there is a signature. It's not about the sign. But there's a signature that comes along with believers. We, come on, we are a people that we should have the signature of believers attached to us where we go. That when we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I don't know if you still do it in your house or not. We, come on, we still lay hands on one another when we're sick because I still believe that these signs shall follow them that believe. Kathy, sometimes she got a bad headache. She can, Will you pray for me because my head's aching right now. Uh, there's no hesitation, no pause. I don't have to get in the groove. Come on, I, I don't get YouTube going with the best playlist. Oh, here we go. Again, 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 again. No, no, no. It's just I'm still half asleep laying in bed. My hand goes over, lands on her head. Jesus, will you touch her right now? God, will you take away this headache? Lord, would you deliver her from this affliction, this infirmity? I believe it in your name. In G- Let me tell you why we do that. Because these signs still follow them that believe. Is there any believer in the room this morning? They shall lay hands on the sick. We still declare healing. We still pray in the name of Jesus. Why? Because these signs shall follow them that believe. We're not just seeking the sign. But we are looking for that signature to ensure, to make sure, to know that we are believers. We're declaring it because we're declaring it maybe before we even see it. Why? Because we're believers. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. And so you've got to step out. You've got to get your feet in the water of Jordan before it parts. You've got you to get out and, and, and make a declaration. You've got to get out and let, let your belief be made known. You've got to let your faith step out before you. Sometimes you've got to be bold and say, I believe that God's not finished yet. You've got to be bold and say, God's working in the middle of the mess. You've got to be bold and believe that God is working. That's what believers do. So climb up in the chariot and preach Jesus to somebody. Come on, sit down across the coffee table and tell somebody this is what God can do in your life. Why are you saying that? Because I'm a believer. I can't help it. It's believers that know. That know that God's at work even when it's not looking good. That's a believer. The Bible says in Psalms 119 that day unto day utter speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. It's a picture over and over again of what God can do. Of what God, the way that God works. You know, let, let, let's just be, I'm, I'm talking to us right now about why we need to believe. Because sometimes it's not easy to believe. That's when a believer is needed the most. That when you face trouble, trial issue, circumstance that's going against everything that makes sense. It's in that moment that 
I feel the Holy Ghost helping right now. It's in that moment that something stands you up and says, ah, that's not the way it's going to be. That's not how this is going to end. This isn't God's plan. This isn't the way God intended. I'm all over the map. I'm sorry. Team at the back, pro presenter team. It's like, where is he going now? I don't know. What page is he on? I have no idea. Somebody help. He's crazy. All right. Day into day, utter speech, night into night. Why? Every day is a symbol of what God can do. When the sun goes down at night, it's a reminder of his death. But don't quit then. Every morning is a reminder that death's only temporary. There'll be a resurrection. The sun's going to rise. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Don't quit when it's not looking good. You know what a believer does when the sun goes down? He says, I know that in the morning the sun's going to come back up. This is just a season. This is just a few hours. This is just a, just a, this is just a moment that we've got to wait through. A believer says, wait for it, wait for it. And you're not hearing it this morning. Somebody say, I'm a believer. We're talking about, uh, you know, we preached faith on, on Thursday night. We talked about a hundredfold. We may have stepped beyond in some people's mind, but you know why we can talk about God doing a tremendous, phenomenal work? Because we're believers. So when the sun goes down, don't quit. Day unto day utter a speech and night unto night showeth knowledge you're going to get a picture of what God can do every single day we talked a little bit about the seed on Thursday night how how the power of the seed is there to multiply and reproduce it's just in the seed but if you didn't know anything about a seed and someone just said there's incredible potential in this little seed right here that it wouldn't make sense to you if somebody said well let's shove it in the ground and leave it for a little while Somebody would say that, no, 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 you don't understand. There's tremendous potential in that seed. Well, guess what? Until that seed is pushed into the soil, it's never going to accomplish its purpose. Until that seed is pushed into the ground, Jesus said it like this, until that seed dies, it's never going to accomplish. And, and that for sure doesn't make sense to us. It does not make sense that that would be the way that God works. But isn't it amazing that when we just let God be God and we say, you know what? I, I've seen him work like this before. I know it looks bad. I know it feels bad. I know it is bad. But watch what happens because in just a, in, in just a little while, that seed is going to grow. Now you could dig it up. Just a few days after, I say, oh, no, no, it's going, it's going in the wrong direction. We've got to save the seed. We've got to pull it out of the ground. That's, it's dying. The seed looks pretty rough. The seed looks rotten. The, the seed is just breaking down. But if you don't quit, if you just believe, watch what happens. All of a sudden, the little sprout begins to work its way out of the side of the seed. And before long, it begins to push its way up through the soil. The seed can't help it. That's just the way it works. 
inside it is the promise that it's going to. It's got to grow if it's pushed into the soil. So it doesn't make sense in the natural. 2020 didn't make sense in the natural. But could it be that God was just pushing us in the soil? That God was just breaking some things off of us so that we could become what God wants us to become? So that God could multiply us? So that God could grow us? Let me bring it down to where we're living. Could it be that when you showed up this morning, you just said, well, what an absolute mess. If this is your first time here, I promise this just happened in the last couple of weeks. This is not the way we've looked for 10 years. We all can do the math on that because we've all been exposed to the process. We've all been exposed, <laughs> some of us more than others. We have such a great group of volunteers. I'm sure that when we said we're having another building pro program, you said, oh, no. You know what that means. Don't wear your good suit. Don't show up in your Sunday best. Don't. They're going to ignore the, come on, we need caller ID, honey. I don't want to go. Well, thankfully, Lloyd Burns, but... But let me just tell you, we know because we've been through this. We've been through this almost every part of every year that we've been here in the last 19 years, 20 years for pastor. That there's always something going on. Kathy, you can come back to the music. People get Nancy. <laughs> but we know. Don't we know that it's going to look bad for a little bit? But I can't wait. You know, you know who's not fretting this morning? The people have been staring down at that dusty rose carpet for 32 years. Now, I know, that was baiting you. The people that have been, been here a few times. They're not friend because we know it's part of a process. And that God, maybe what we're doing in the natural, this building project, mirrors something that God is doing in the supernatural in us. There are times when God breaks things off of your life. There are times when God reaches inside and He, the seed of who you are, it feels like He's destroying you. But if you cannot stop there, some of you are like the Ethiopian eunuch and you've paused your journey, your spiritual journey, because you don't know what to do next. Can I give you the, the same answer that Philip did a few thousand years ago? Your answer this morning is Jesus. I, we can't preach any other thing. It could be pastor preaching through the tabernacle plan. Guess what he's preaching? Jesus. It could be working our way through New Testament books. Guess, what's we're, guess what we're preaching? We're just preaching about Jesus. 
Why? Because if we can preach Jesus, then something will happen in the heart of people that are believers. There's a strong unction right now. Would you just lift your hands for a moment? I believe that God is calling somebody to a new level, a new dimension. You know, we've got, we've got plywood over this back wall, but the baptismal tanks, I think, still has water in it. And it could be that the first Sunday of a brand new year, don't stop worshiping, we're almost finished. It could be that the first Sunday of a brand new year, God's calling someone into relationship. These signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, believing is that building block that God starts with. He, come on, we, we've got to believe first that he is. Not only that, but that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But it starts with believing. It's us believing that God is. That's where this all begins. But, but there's promises that come when you continue to exercise your belief. John 6, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that, what, believeth on me shall never thirst. John 6, 47, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. John 7, 38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. To Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. John 14, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. It was that belief that Peter had that he exercised in the beginning of this whole thing that Jesus said on that revelation, on you having the ability to believe what God revealed in your spirit. He said, I'm going to build my church on that revelation. For God to build in us, he's looking for believers this morning. Would you stand together? Come on, believe in spite of. Believe in the midst of the hurt. Believe in the midst of the confusion. Believe in the midst of challenge and trial. Believe. Any believers in the room this morning? We're getting ready to close. God, your anointing is here right now. Come on, these signs shall follow them that believe. God, you're building your church. God, you're building your plan. You're building. You're still building. 2021, God, you're actively engaged in a building project called the church. I pray, Father, that you would allow us to align with your plan, your purpose. God, show us the blueprint of what you want us to become. Reveal in us, God, your purpose. God, I ask that every person, every believer in the room would become a part of your building project, this plan that you have 
God, multiply your church today. I pray that you would grow through every single one of us. Come on, Peter. Are you in the room this morning? Upon this rock, I will build my church. Is there a believer somewhere that says, I'm willing, I'm willing to be a part of the plan. I'm willing to be a part of what God's building. Jesus, in your name this morning, I ask for that anointing. Let it rest in hearts and in lives, I pray. Father, the declaration that you've already made. God, that your anointing would destroy the yoke of bondage. It would set at liberty those that were captive. God, I, I pray that that anointing would move into this room and let someone realize you're not finished with them yet. But this is just beginning. If you're thankful that God's not finished with you yet, would you lift both your hands and then lift your voice behind it? God, we give you great praise this morning. I ask that we would leave this room encouraged. God, I pray that we would leave this room focused. God, I ask that you would bring revelation in the room. Let someone understand their need for repentance. Let somebody understand their need for baptism this morning. Let somebody understand their need to be filled with your spirit today, I pray. God, don't let somebody leave the way that they came, but this day can be a brand new day in their life, God, in their journey. In your precious name we pray. In Jesus' name we ask, amen and an amen. Would somebody shout amen to the word of the Lord? I wonder if you would just take this with you this morning. If you could allow your workplace, your home, your family, I wonder if you'd allow that to become your next mission field. I wonder if someone would be a Philip that would allow your belief to push you beyond the comfort zone so that somebody else could become a believer with you. Someone say, somebody else. It's more than just about me this morning. It's more than just about me this morning. Would you pray in the Holy Ghost one more time? Iramondo Rebeke Seabando Rabashato Rabaha. Come on, the cry, the cry of the preacher this morning has mirrored a cry that you've already been praying. Somebody in the room, this resonates with you today. Come on, it's, a, it's in moments like this where our decision that it's never going to be like it was comes into acti action. It's, a, it's in a moment like this where, where we just normally would just kind of end service and have a dismissal prayer and, and we dismiss ourselves out of the presence of God. I wonder if someone would just stay for another moment and, and, and ask yourself, God, is there something I'm missing? Because if you're moving in the room, I don't want to miss out. I, I want to be a believer that these signs follow this morning <laughs>